Welcome, it's another week. It is another week. Hello, my name is Andrew Jones. I'm a cinephile. I'm Johnny Ellis and I'm movie mad. Are you movie mad? I am indeed. How are you movie mad in June? I mean, I'm definitely going mad. Yes, but for movies? It's yes. summer season, it's summer blockbuster season. It is indeed. I've um, We've witnessed um, the Black Widow and the story of the Taskmaster. <laughs> oh yeah. Explored yeah. the fast saga with F nine and what uh, what justice for Han looks like. Um, I am. Um, We're excited to watch Greyhound in cinemas later this year. And Tom Hanks's new film on Apple TV Plus. He has a new film on Apple TV Plus as well as Greyhound. <laughs> it's coming no, to Apple cinemas later. It's coming to cinemas, yeah. TV Plus is coming to cinemas, so we can all enjoy <laughs> Mythic Quest. Raven's Banquet on the big screen as it was intended. And the morning show on the big screen. R.I.P. Lynn Shelton. Thank you for bringing that one up. Did she direct Dark. the morning show? Yeah, it was directed Nep. Did Nep. Oh, Did Nep. I was wondering if I'd seen any of her stuff. I yes. didn't know that um, she was a partner of uh, Mark Maron's. You didn't? No. The first thing when it came up, I, the first thing bad for me was like, oh, shit, Mark Maron's going to kill himself, isn't he? Yeah, no. My first, my first. Oh, not that's a shame. Also, it was obviously a terrible shame. Yeah. Lost someone so wonderful. Um, yeah, I um, I went back into his podcast for the first time in months just to just to listen to. What he yeah, to say. I would never want to listen to that. But then again, I struggle with a lot of that kind of stuff. I really struggled the episode of Comedy Bang Bang they released after Harris Whittle's death which was a Harris Whittles episode, which included a 17-minute tribute up top, which was hard. Oof. Yeah. It was hard, it was hard hearing him um, not say, hey, what the fuckers, what the fuckheads. Wait, you didn't want to do his catchphrases? No. Johnny, if you died, I'd still do catchphrases. Oh. Just to know, I am committed to the art of podcasting. I hope you'd come on and be like, now I'll never know why Cliffhanger was called Cliffhanger. <laughs> But, Johnny, you have to understand, the cliff is quite high oh, up, so if you're God. hanging under the cliff, you're, you're under, really seen from the cliff, and when the sun is in the wrong angle, the territory that you're hanging in will be dark. As we record, you've just been posting the latest episode, which is Under Siege. To no. Yeah, we're, we're recording this three years ago. I've just posted <laughs> Under Siege. Lynn Sheldon will die young because we're monsters. <laughs> and um and you've been putting like the whole Don't under- worry though, Fred Willard and Jerry Stiller will last forever. Oh. Huh. It's been a bad uh, week. It's like, been a bad fucking week. But like, yeah, as we've been posting as we've been posting the uh the Under Siege 2 episode, I was like, okay, this is the last time I'm gonna hear, hear that joke. But no, never mind. What joke? The Under Siege joke. I don't know if there's an unseen joke. <laughs> I'm never going to get away from it, am I? Never going to get, never going to get. <laughs> well, um, hey, what comes what out is, next week? What comes out next week? The King of Staten Island. Oh, well, you know what? 
that um that Pete Davidson, he's a funny he's he's funny. Say who? Hey. Uh what did I just say? Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. I thought I got a name wrong for a sec. I thought I said Pete Holmes. Um but yeah, Pete Pete well, Davidson. The fun thing about Pete Holmes is he's always crashing. <laughs> Pete Davidson in the in the group of human beings. He is in a subgroup that is hilarious. I don't know what you call them. Well, like a, a categorizing of like a select sect of humanity. Yeah. That brings the lols, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably call them humorous humans. Humorous humans. Humorous humans. It rolls off the tongue. It's got alliteration. It just makes sense to call it that. There'd be no other words to com- to compose for them, really, would there? There should be a film about that. Well, humorous humans. Yeah. What would they do though? What they've got a film. Yeah. Well, if they had a film, what would they do in the film? Oh, um, I don't know. We'd have to do it as an episode. We would have to do it as an episode. Either. The question, though, is how long would a humorous humans movie be? Because you know, joking comedy it works best when it's a quick punch. Really, I find. Oh yeah, ninety minutes. Eighty-five, 80 90 plus. minutes. Yeah, that kind of level. Yeah, that's that's a good level. I think. No more. Five of five of the minutes will be credits. So, film Depends itself will be maybe eight, maybe eight minutes because you might do outtakes. Because you know what outtakes lulls. Yeah, they make me ruffle LMAO. Well, hey, what's uh, what's this week's film? Funny people. Funny people. The two and a half hour movie which had a three and a half minute trailer. Bloody hell. And the <laughs> three and a half minute trailer which released about five months before the film told you the entire story. The well, big second act beats the, that um, give you anything that have no tension whatsoever and tell you, hey, this is a two and a half hour version of this that's coming out in cinemas if you want to keep watching. <laughs> the synopsis on Prime here, I've just yeah. I don't usually read it before we watch because I worry uh-huh. that I'll get spoiled, but yeah. I've just, it's too oh, no, but this is um, definitely going to spoil it for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, Leslie Mann, and an all-star cast of Hollywood's most hilarious performers join together in Judd Apatow's, Apatow's comedy about life, death, and the funny stuff in between. There's no point in watching it now, is there? No, I feel like I've seen everything. Who's going to die? Is one of them going to die? Is Adam Sandler going to die? I feel like I would have heard if Adam Sandler dies in Funny People. Because I know like, people always go on about how Adam Sandler dies in um, Click. Um, yeah, touche. Yeah, but it's fucking old. It's old enough now. You should have watched it. Um, I have watched it. <laughs> Damn it! Thank you. Damn it! Damn um, it! So yeah, who's gonna who's gonna die and who's gonna live? Is this gonna be like the Game of Thrones of uh, comedy? Yes, and uh, the funniest person of all. Oh, yeah. Round the Broken. <laughs> Who has he's a always, funnier joke then? He's, he's always breaking. Oh, boy, oh, boy. You know what? He rolls on the floor laughing because no one's going to pick him up. Oh. oh. He can't do stand-up. <laughs> oh, Brad and Hodor, the classic double act. <laughs> when Hodor left, he just started doing drama after that. It became awkward. <laughs> 
Buffy appeared in a Star Wars. Very strange. She started doing, you know, game shows and quizzes on television. It's like, where's that raucous energy that Hodor would bring? Mm. We lost Hodor too young. Yeah. Even though Hodor then did hit his head at one point and started doing weird adverts for ITV bumpers. <laughs> Isn't it weird how it's been a year since the finale of Game of Thrones? It feels like longer. Does it? Yeah. I feel like no one stops talking about it now. Really? I feel like more people are still talking about Game of Thrones' finale than they've ever talked about Westworld Season 3, which apparently happened. <laughs> um, see, I've... Um, what, 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 is more, what is more non-entity this year? Westworld Season 3 or Killing Eve Season 3? <laughs> That's true. I watched uh, seven or six and a half episodes of Season 1, and then I stopped. I just couldn't be bothered anymore. Westworld. Of, of Killing Eve. Westworld Killing Eve, yeah, that was a, a decent season, a fun season. It's a shame they didn't continue. I didn't even finish the season. Well, you missed out. It's uh, it lightly funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, Westworld, I did the entire first season, and then mm. I just couldn't be bothered with season two. Hey, season one was fine. Yeah. Season um, two was suddenly like, hey, what if all the mystery boxes? But I remember... Um, when I started the final season of Game of Thrones, I was thinking to myself, oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this being like another sort of Breaking Bad situation in, in terms of I'll watch it every couple of years and I'll yeah. do the whole thing. After How's that, it gone? Yeah, I've, I've got no intention, at least blah, for not, blah, 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 blah. not for maybe in like three years time, I'll go back to it and be like, let's, let's, let's see how watch it holds season up. one through five. <laughs> Oh no, Jon Snow died. What what a tragic end to the entire run. <laughs> I didn't even have that big an issue with the final, final episode as everyone everyone else seemed to have. Because, you know, it took a week, but uh, between the penultimate episode and the final episode, I had a week of, like, um, of being angry about it and then being like, all right, well, that's their decision. Let's just see where it goes. And I like I I'm I defend uh, the brand bro- brand the broken um, idea. I like that. Yeah, um, I love young men who seem to become successful without showing any competence. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's a story I, of I, you. I quite enjoyed it, but um, but yeah, I think the penultimate episode for me was the the big turnoff. Such a shame, like. They just completely wrote her character off completely. Yeah, it just like changed her around within. By her, you mean Cersei Lannister, right? <laughs> no, I mean she um... was so nice, and suddenly she chopped this woman's heads off. And it's like, <laughs> Whoops! Shouldn't have sneezed. <laughs> a chew slice. <laughs> anyway, where I remember um... giving up on Game of Thrones back in season. Six season five. See, I remember that because season six was when I just started. And season and I, six was the one with Ian McShane, right? Yeah, and so I, I kind of struggled. I went over to Ireland and I was um. I did the, I did yeah, I did the Game of Thrones tour and um, nearly broke my ankle and ended up in hospital. Yeah, Game of Thrones is dangerous, man. Um. Yeah, because I remember watching the Ian McShane episode while I was in, over in Ireland, and you you were still watching it, kind of. You're like, all right, I gotta watch it because Ian. McShane I was binging to get the Ian McShane thing at that point. <laughs> yeah, I was not happy. 
But hey, we're on to um, lighter stuff than uh, dark. Speaking of things that go on for a long time and kind of have, you know, no effect on humanity anymore. Funny people, which lost out to on the Adam Sandler movie bracket I did on Twitter. Oh. We went out in the third round. Um, the poster doesn't really give anything away, does it? Um, let's see. I've got the two disc collector's edition, which is rated 18. Mm-hmm. Not for the material on the movie, but for uh, the material on the bonus feature, which includes the uh, short film Randy, which is 18. Oh, my God. The, the Joneses is on Amazon Prime. I might have to add that to my list. Good film. Good family. Good name. It's just um, customers who watch this item also watch the Joneses. Yeah, I did. Father figures. Yeah, I did. Uh, vacation, the new one. Yep. Uh, the promotion. Yeah, yeah, I did. Blended. Yep, definitely did that. Accepted. Still haven't seen Accepted. The Cobbler. Um, yeah, I did. World's Greatest Dad. Yep, I did. Coming Happy soon. En- Sorry? Uh, Happy Endings. Wait, the Will movie Ferrell. version or the TV thing? Um, Does it say Steve Zoe Chanel, oh, um, Ed Harris, it's one hour, 39 minutes. Yeah, that's the movie version. Not very good. Life of the Party. Oh boy, yeah, I saw that in the cinema. Uh, the Guilt Trip. Yep, I saw that in the cinema. Underrated. Yeah. Funny Man in Brooklyn. Nope, never saw that. One of those Analyze this. Uh, yeah, I saw Analyze this a bunch of times as a kid. Let's, let's Kill Ward's Wife. I kept getting emails telling me that uh, for the promotional campaign, Patrick Wilson has actually killed someone. They're going to try and track down Patrick. Watch how Patrick Wilson kills someone. That's how they were doing the PR in that in this country. Oh my god! Yeah, um, Baby Mama. Yep. Which you met me once. Um, my man is a loser. Charlie, don't say that. <laughs> Along came Polly. Which yep, I never saw seen that after. opening weekend. Um, Seymour Hoffman as Jack Black. Bad Neighbours. Yeah, I saw that at an early screening. And ironically, for the last uh, the last uh, <laughs> film on this list is Why Stop Now? Ah, ha, ha. Tracy Morgan, Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. I know films. <laughs> anyway, this two-disc collector's edition tells us this film has Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, and Leslie Mann, Funny People, from the director of The 41 Virgin and Knocked Up, previous episode, two versions of the movie, plus three hours of Laugh Out Loud bonus features. And they're just oh, standing yeah. there on the cover. That's it. And the yeah. blurry discs, both blurry discs, two discs, it's just that same picture. One of them just says bonus above Adam Sandler's head. I think that's why I've never been inclined to watch it, because the poster and stuff... It tells you nothing. Yeah. It tells you nothing. Do you think I'm going to enjoy this one? I think this... Some features. Stand up, including Funny People Live. Mm. Funny People Diaries, a documentary. Gag reel. Feature commentary with Judd Apatow, Adam Sandler and Seth Rogen. The films of George Simmons. More Linorama. We didn't even see Linorama. But there's more of it. Right. James Taylor live. They just added that because they had some extra footage <laughs> lying around and they got the contractual obligations. Right. Five um, Yo Teach episodes and behind the scenes. Plus much, much more. I don't know. I feel like they're going to be playing versions of themselves. I don't know whether they'll be playing their own names. 
that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like it's going to be about, you know, a stand-up comedian. Well, or stand-up comedians who break into Hollywood and do... I'm going to try and read what I can. Because I, don't I think there's even less here anyway. The Ultimate Funny People Experience, Jed Apatow presents exclusive bonus features, including one over one hour of stand-up comedy. Adam Sandler, Seth Rogen, and Leslie Mann starred in this seriously funny film from writer-director Jed Apatow, for your version knocked up, going for right. that thing, right? When famous yeah. comedian George Simmons is given a second chance at a new beginning, he and his assistant, a struggling comedian, Ira Rogen, so you know they're different right. People. Return to the places and people that matter most, including the stand-up spots that gave him his start in The Girl That Got Away, man. Co-starring Jonah Hill, Eric Banner, and Jason Schwartzman, it's the film that critics have hailed as uproariously funny. There is no reference here from any critic hailing it as uproariously funny. There are no critic quotes whatsoever on this mm-hmm. set. So, who said that? I wonder. Mm-hmm. Unattributed quotes. It's the godfather of CIA movies. Will we be saying that, maybe? Maybe they're quoting from the future. Why would they be quoting from the future? Does Universal have time travel? <laughs> maybe. Is that how they knew that Trolls World Tour was going to be the biggest thing yeah. since sliced bread? That's how they know that uh, it's okay to take the cinemas down now. Yeah, take cinemas down. I did see uh, an interview with... A vampire. Mangold uh, talking Jakes. about... Uh, yeah. Um, talking about uh, how cinemas are kind of shooting themselves in the foot in terms of their bad projection. Yeah. Which can't argue with, really. No, you cannot. I have seen terrible projection. I mean, the last film I saw was Radioactive, which uh, then the Q&A, the satellite Q&A afterwards, didn't happen because they had the screen completely messed up. Yeah. See, that was my last experience. That's the thing. Cinemas are getting all high and mighty about, you know, people need us and we're not going to show your film and we're going to be the, the bigger, you know, we've, yeah. we've got power. And yet, like, well, why don't you use some of that power to improve your projection and yeah. improve your exhibition? Show style? it as the filmmakers wanted. Yeah. They need to be less lazy. Speaking of as filmmakers wanted, so one more note before we start. This film is shot by... Uh, what's his name? Roger Deakins. Is this the film that he should have won the Oscar for? I can't remember his first name because it was. I always think Gomez Janos Kaminsky. Janos Kaminsky. So, do you want to quickly look up his uh, IMDb? Wait, what's his name again? Janos Kaminsky. Janos. Um, I thought you said Jano. I was going to say no. I don't know Kaminsky. <laughs> Uh, Y-A-N-O-S Y-A-N-U-S-Z U-S-Z Because I think That's the most fascinating part of this film Beyond anything else is uh... He's third on the list When it comes to Google Right, well um, he's first on the list when it comes to Steven Spielberg Right, so we're going uh, Now remember, this film Is uh, about stand-up comedy Adam Sandler movie Known for Warhorse Schindler's List, Seven Five of Iron, and Minority Report. I, I imagine. So you get the sense of the similar tone we're looking at here. I imagine if they had five instead of four in that list, it would be also funny people. I mean, right? if you remember Tom Hanks, he rec- in Seven Five of Iron, he was reprising his line from Punchline, in which he hands over a microphone to Matt Damon and goes, "Earn this." <laughs> Nicki Earn Minaj. This. 
video short. Shun yeah, Lee video short. Ready Player One, The Post, B- the BFG, Bridge of Spies, BFG. The Judge, Remember the Judge? Knight, Lincoln, Warhorse, Adventure the Judge of Tintin. Fred Claus director. Remember Tintin? Whatever happened to those sequels? Anthony well, they Horace didn't happen, but I watched one. Tintin again the other month in 3D. It's glorious. Anthony Horowitz was going to write one of the sequels, I remember. Well, whoever he is. He's the writer of Alex Ryder. Whatever that is. Kevin says Amazon Prime now, I think. Sorry, Mickey Rock? Uh, no, that wasn't called Alex Ryder. I think it was called Alex Ryder in the States, actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Alex Ryder, Mission Stormbreaker or something, wasn't that? Codename Stormbreaker? Code, yeah, maybe Codename, yeah. They like that kind of things. Uh, so, in between... Uh, well, late, funny, funny people is in between Lady Gaga, Alejandro, and Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. When are if they ever going to release? If you're just doing movies, if you're just doing movies, it's between Indiana Jones and How Do You Know? How which do you is, know? Uh, James L. Brooks's two-hour, hundred-million-dollar comedy drama about uh, Owen Wilson and Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd and Jack Nicholson. They don't. Oh. Some of I think Reese Witherspoon is like a professional baseball player or something. Yeah, right. He did um, uh, Spielberg's greatest film. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean here. He did The Terminal. No, no. Yeah, yeah he did. You, I'm you mentioned right, Spielberg's greatest right film, Jurassic yeah. Park. That's not one of his ones. No, no, because I said Spielberg's greatest film. Yeah, Jurassic Park. So uh, The Terminal, he did The Terminal. Oh, oh, sorry, you're a bizarro. I forgot. <laughs> I will always, forever defend the terminal. Hey, don't. <laughs> and of course, he directed, as we should never forget, Cool as Ice, the Vanilla Ice movie. Personal quote Cinematography is the art of light and shadows, visual metaphors, and nuance. Is that after he was on the uh, Roger Deakins podcast? Because that's the kind of thing Roger Deakins does. Well, maybe he'll be popping up later. The Roger Deakins podcast is great, by the way. Yeah, right. Did the team Deakins get into that? How long has that been going for? Uh, April? Oh, okay. So fairly new. Yeah, they've done 10 episodes. Hmm. Two of them, they're doing a trifecta animation. He was married to Holly Hunter. And Rebecca Rankin. Who's Rebecca Rankin? Well, she's not Holly Hunter, is she? No. She doesn't even have a picture on uh, IMDb. What kind of person doesn't have a picture on IMDb? Ooh. Don't look at my IMDb. Oh, she was, she was a production manager for Inside the Terminal. Oh, well, there you go. Aren't you happy now? I am. Um, the question yeah. is, though, will I be Janice happy? Kaminsky, Judd Apatow, Adam Sandler... Two and a half hour. How do you think Funny People's going to turn out? Uh, I hope it doesn't feel like two and a half hours. Mm. Okay. Mm. Right. Do you want to get started? Let's go. We'll see what definitely doesn't feel like two and a half hours. I like having a girlfriend. I don't have one, but I like it better. One night stands are tough, and I'm not great at sex, so at the end of every time, I gotta look at him and go, hey, uh, normally I do better than that. (laughs) Girlfriends are so much better, you know? You finish up and you're just like, well, you know. (laughs) That's, That's how I do it. 
hey, George Simmons, you destroyed, man. You the guy who was on after me? It's very hard to be romantic with women when you live on a pull-out couch. Once those two little legs come down, you know it's on, right? I enjoyed your set. You were good. Maybe you can write me some jokes. I've been going to this guy's movie since the moment I can remember. This is amazing, guys. If he's like, do you have any friends that are like you but just way funnier and more talented, you can say yes. I'm going to tell you something, and I don't want you to get all weird on me. I'm dying. It's too early to know who's winning the fight, the medicine or the disease. Did anybody ever tell you a very scary accent? You are a very funny man. I enjoy your movies. And I enjoy all of your movies. Which movies? The ones where you try to kill Bruce Willis. Oh my god, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Are you crying right now? I don't think I am. Now you're gonna start with the noises? Oh, come on, wipe it off. People are gonna think I broke up with you. Did you tell your mom? Yes, I sent her an email and she tried to email me back on a toaster. <laughs> there is always the one girl out there that got away. This is my husband, Clark. The one that got away. Guys have that and serial killers have that. You'll beat this disease, mate. Have you considered Eastern medicine? Clark speaks fluent Chinese. Baba boo yao. Baba boo yao. Baba boo yao. Baba boo yao. That was like a scene from Deer Hunter. <laughs> I think he caught a glimpse of something that most people don't get to see. Her husband? He's gonna kill us. He's from Australia. They just kill things there. Don't hurt him! This job is not at all what I thought it was gonna be. Get in a ball, George! Ball up! Fly like a man, would ya? I don't know how to fight. I'm a comedian! I like it when someone tells you that uh, upcoming binge is actually more like a 10-hour movie. <laughs> I think it's exciting to have that option, to watch uh, episodes of TV like a 10-hour movie. Yeah, because then, then when you get to that moment when you get to do watch a two and a half hour miniseries, a five a five episode miniseries in one feature film run, it just feels like a good fuck you to the concept of cinema and television being separate. <laughs> oh. It's like uh, when I showed my parents The Irishman for the first time. Oh yeah, we paused it on the time codes they suggested, even though I'd seen it a bit already. But I watched it in the cinema in one long run. Yeah. they had it broken down into fifty minute segments, so you can watch it like it's a miniseries, and each bit. Each 50 minutes kind of has their own piece of narrative and thematic elements, and it works really well like that, too. Does it? Oh, yeah. Well, I've been wondering about that, actually. Who suggested that, though? It wasn't actually it Netflix themselves. No, was it wasn't it? Netflix, no. but someone came up with it yeah. and created a nice piece of artwork on the day of release. Was they it were, on the day of release? It was on the I day of release. Quite soon, but I didn't know Yeah, because we, we watched it on the day of release with that guideline. And I was like, that's really impressive to get those. I mean, you, they must have had it prepared, watched it already, and then... Yeah. That morning at 8 a.m. or midnight, wherever they were, just check the time code to make sure it's specific and plot that there and then put Pesci and uh, not Kaitel. He's not in the poster, <laughs> is he? Is he in the poster? Actually, one second. I've I don't think so. No, he's not. It's a big, it's a giant Pesci. It's a middle sized De Niro and it's a tiny Pacino. Yeah. Oh, it's tiny Pacino. <laughs> of course, tiny Pacino would appear with Adam Sandler two years after the film we just watched. <laughs> So he can um, twist with his sister. Now, when we started this, the, uh, the little trivia thing on the left-hand side... Now, when uh, we started this was two years ago. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, a thing popped up uh, saying about how it was uh, inspired by The Great Gatsby. Yes. To the point where there was a character called Daisy. And that's all I thought. I was like, oh, the, the, character, the name of Daisy was taken from Great Gatsby. 
And the more the further along it got, I was like, oh, this this is becoming the Great Gatsby. And so I like at first, you know, for the first half or so, I was like, I thought he was gonna die. Mm-hmm. And then when he survived, I was like, oh, he's he's not gonna die. That's I was quite surprised at that. And then yeah. as the fight happened and stuff, and like <laughs> people were getting split up and whatnot. I was like, oh, he is going to die. And then as, Isla, as they started the... running around with cars, you thought, oh, God, Isla Fisher's going to get in the middle of the road, isn't she? <laughs> and I was like, oh, we, we've, we've seen him in the pool as well. Yeah. Already. And I thought, I, I really did think... And he's raised his glass to people. Yes. Iconically. Um, but uh, but no, I was, I was really... He just hasn't I... had like a montage set to Lana Del Rey. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a lot. Which is what everyone needs, needs really. That's got yep. a good soundtrack, that. Sure. Now, what else I was listening to soundtrack-wise was Lawless the other day. Damn good soundtrack. I don't care for Nick Cave. Yeah. Um, I, I hate... I, he, he comes to the allotment a bunch of times. And uh, he's not good at planting. Honestly. He's a te- Nick Cave, he's terrible at planting. He, I don't know what he has, but uh, bulbs or whatever he plants, just they're bad. I'm so confused. Is that a uh, reference to one? I don't know. His they're bad so seeds. Oh, bad oh, oh, for fuck's sake. For a second, I lit- I thought you actually... He was like a neighbour. And I was like, how the fuck have you never no, told I'm me this? No, I'm not in Brighton. I don't know. Um, I don't know yeah, where he lives. He lives in Brighton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first time I saw... Well, yeah, but yes, first during, time during, Sorry, no, I'm not going to go to the first time yet. Just during the time of release, it was all about, you know... It's like Jed Apatow's adaptation of The Great Gatsby. And I had never read The Great Gatsby. I'd never seen an adaptation of The Great Gatsby at that point. Right. So um, I was like, okay, that's interesting. So by the time that Baz Luhrmann's Great Gatsby came out, and I'd still not bothered to read, because I've not got time for that shit, and I'm not going to watch yeah. the Robert Redford one, I was, I was excited for Great Gatsby, because yeah, I like a good 3D film. I think it's a brilliant film. But I was confused at the lack of stand-up comedy. <laughs> I didn't understand why Toby Maguire, at no point did he mention farting, Yep. Masturbation. Yep. Have a desire for Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> and he didn't decimate the concept of a terrible sitcom that was somehow both a multicam and shot without an audience, like it's How I Met Your yeah. Mother, but has a laugh track. It's like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing in your TV show movie? Ch- so choose weird. your lane. Sorry, choose your lame. Yo, teach. Maybe sh- the bit sh- we sh- saw sh- them film yeah. was a bit that they were going to show to the audience. Like Only Fools and Horses when they would go outside. Yeah. Except it wasn't, because you can tell the way the set is set up. It's entirely meant to be the emotional crux of the show. Yeah. Um, Or at least the inciting incident, because he fails Bo Burnham, because even though he's a pro sports guy, because he's going to teach him. But really what's going to happen is they're going to learn together. What's really good about... I think he's going to teach the kids, but really the kids are going to teach him. (laughs) What's really good about Judd Apatow films is I don't tend to... Uh, come to the realisation until the end that like just how good his films are as in like I could I I think all of his films I could easily watch 30 more minutes or an hour or more you were saying at the end of the film oh god I want to watch another half hour of this Yeah, and I I was thinking of that because Cameron Crowe films have the same kind of thing at the end of Almost Famous you're like don't go don't go at the end of Jerry Maguire I want to keep going and I realised why alright what is key to these is, yes, they've got story, but it's inherently character-driven. And yeah. characters can then create other stories. You can spend time in the world just knowing how the characters react to the mildest thing. It's like a television show in that sense. Yeah. So as long as the characters are strong, 
and you like them, you can spend as much time as possible with them. It just depends on how much you're willing to just sit through nothing, if that's the case. Because nothing yeah. can be interesting based on the people. Well, I've, I've, I've not got much on at the moment, so... <laughs> well, let's write something. We should do a... Let's write funny a stick with funny thing. people, funnier people. Funnier people. <laughs> more, <laughs> more humorous humans. Humorous humans. It's about people who are dealing with the humour of the funny bone. Um, now, tell me about the first time you saw funny people. First time I saw funny people, I was... It's the same situation as Knocked Up. This film came out two months in advance in America, and I was desperate. And this was the last time I ever did this. I watched it online. Oh. Hate myself for that, I know. That's fair enough, though, if it was... I was desperate, and yeah. I, 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 I was weak, and I did that. Release date is so ridiculous. Like Release if dates, I was especially back then for those kind of films. Yeah. It's like with um Capone, we were gonna do it for the podcast and I was very close to just renting it on um on YouTube. Yeah. Through That's... VPN. I don't why not? have the same ability. I don't I gave you VPN. Yeah, but I don't have the same ability to uh do that kind of thing. I'm confused. In my humanity. Um, I try to, you know, when the distributor comes to the UK, I try and support them if they do it at the right time. If mm. not, then I don't watch the film at all until it comes to something like Netflix or TV. You know, because you fucked up the digital part or the yeah, physical yeah. part. Yeah, I, I, I never actually thought about it in that respect, in terms of the UK because I always thought like, you know, well, if I if I rent it in the states, then I'm still given money, but I guess mm. I'm not giving money to the UK. I never actually, yeah. Anyway, the third time I went to see Funny People in the cinema, yes, it was in my uh, local in Romford. And uh, this is how old this film is, really. And I think it's one of the last times. It was still being projected on film. I'm sorry, I just have to break uh, some news to you very quickly. It's just popped up on my uh, thing from The Hollywood Reporter. Um, yeah. It's going to be a couple of weeks old at this point, as you listen. But did it, the long rumoured Zack Snyder cut of Justice League is coming to HBO Max. No, thank you. Right, moving on. Uh, episode 200 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god right. how are we going to watch it if it's come to HBO Max um, well, by Atlantic <laughs> what Sorry. if it what if it just comes to Vero <laughs> <laughs> or is uh, it Daily Motion which was the one yeah, that was you could Daily Motion is 90, the question 90 minutes of Oh, uh, Mega Upload? Mega, yeah. <laughs> that's how I used to watch Breaking Bad, because it wasn't available anywhere else in oh, the wow, UK. That's, that's so how I used to watch, watch uh, How I Met Mother. I watched, like, I'd have to watch an hour, I watched one episode, then I'd watch the start of another episode, and I'd have to wait, like, an hour or so after that, halfway through. Because right. it would then say, hey, you've watched your allotted time for the day or something. And so I'd get through season one and two very slowly through that over a course of a week <laughs> or so. Oh, it's terrible. Anyway, so the third time oh, yeah. I watched uh, Funny People, it was yes. being projected on film. And this was the last time I remember ever getting to see this, was I've seen Funny People with the open matted. So, I, you know when uh, you have those areas when you have boom in shot and things like that? What? Because they obviously it's matted so that you don't see that, but they give they bring the whole frame in. Back in the old right. days, digitally they don't because they have the aspect ratio locked off entirely forever. Yeah. Back then they would have that the give and take, so you have enough, so the projectionist has enough to uh, have a margin of error. But uh, I, this happened uh, when I went to see Thor as well. <laughs> I really? got to see 
I got to see both those films where sometimes you would get uh, booms in shot because that's just how it was shot. So um, I just remember being when they were hanging out in the apartment and this boom following Jonah Hill as he's walking through, having a, doing bits. Thinking, this is weird because I don't remember seeing this in either version. I've seen it before. One admittedly was shot with people in the audience. And that was an error in itself. That's just bad cinematography. Janos, come on. But uh, yeah, the, the second time I saw it was different because the second time I saw it at the second Empire movie con. Oh, wow. Okay. I know. And it was the one of the only films they had at the end there. And they had a super special guest. One of the big stars of the film came to introduce it. Guess which was it big Aubrey star? Plaza? It wasn't Aubrey Plaza. I've never been to uh, Aubrey Plaza. If I was in a room, was it Eric match. Banner? Was oh. it one of the daughters? It was not. Oh, Iris oh, and Maud came out. Oh, I think that might have been the same year which Chloe Grace Moretz, Grace by Name, Grace by Nature, was made to almost cry. And she was almost introducing cry. Let Me In. And someone, what? a friend, was like, you know, how do you feel about remaking a masterpiece? <gasps> I know. <laughs> she had to stumble. But well, she was only, what, 12 at the time? Was Holy fuck. So young and getting that kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> he did feel bad. He's felt bad for years after that. Oh, my God. And he is brutal. What happened there? So what he said, how do you feel about, about remaking a masterpiece? Remaking a masterpiece. What's her fucking reaction? I think, yeah, I think, I, I can't remember too much, but I feel like it was just that kind of like, yeah, well, it's a great film, and I think we've got a good take on it. Which they did. Richard Jenkins, good take. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. I don't um, like either of them, but Richard Den- Jenkins is, you know, boss baby. Oh. Fuck! What was the mood like in the audience? Oh, you know that moment when question. you're watching a, a group of something happen, you go like, the "Oh air, man!" You literally hear the air being sucked in by everyone. That it was great. I I miss MovieCon, but yeah, well, um, this guy was here because he was it, he could introduce it because he was filming. Can you guess the person? Can you guess the film he was filming in London? Um, in London. Oh, was it Judd? No, no, no. Begins with a J though. Jonah Hill? Jonah Hill was there. Hmm. And I was like, I was second from front row, so I got to see him really up close at that point. He was mm-hmm. uh, distressing because <laughs> at that point, no, that, at that point he was really, really overweight. Uh, it was genuinely like, oh God, he might not last. So then two years later when, you know, 21 Jump Street pictures come out, you think, oh, thank goodness. He looks great. He looks healthy. He looks happy. Thank fuck. I, I'm, I can't stop thinking about the Chloe-Rat thing now. Well, okay. But, okay, 2009, shooting in London for 2010 comedy. Oh, uh, Get Him to the Greek. Bingo, bango, bongo. He was shooting the terrible film Get Him to the Greek at that point. Yeah. What a depressing thing. The Greek theatre is so far away from London. I know. <laughs> I know. But, you know, the CGI back in the day. Yeah. They could do it. Nowadays, they can't. They have to CGI within someone's house. Have you ever been in a uh, press conference where someone has asked the actress about like some uh uh something to do with their personal life yep and it's like fucking awkward as fuck and even the journalists turn against them going why yep. are you asking this i think it was the metro asked uh, reese witherspoon how she feels about that uh, incident when she was like do you know who i am do you know who i am for this press screening of wild yes oh my god yes that was, I was so there. awkward i remember that yeah so I was awkward, but she had it like a fucking queen yeah, and, and then like the well, moderator just kind of went off, go fuck yourself. Exactly. That was a great press conference because you had um, Thingamajiggy. Mm. What's his name? Nick Hornby there. Oh yeah. yeah. And then you had uh, Cheryl Strayed, Reese with a spoon, and uh, her co-producer. And 
Hornby was there. He said nothing because he didn't need to say anything because he knew, <laughs> you know what? It, these three, they are all the important things and they'll say all the important things and I'm just here because I wrote the film, but also, you know, these are the important things. So it was great. Great. I feel like that might that be film my is wonderful. London Film Festival. Or one of my most exciting... No, no, my... I think 2012? My first 2014? No, my... I, 2014 makes... Yeah, I think it might have been. My yeah. first one, I think, was the year with um, Steve Carell's film, uh, Fox. Oh, you mean Fox. Alexander and the No Good Horrible... <laughs> Fox Hunter? Fox, Ca- Fox, Fox Capture? Capture. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to get an interview with him for Alexander the Terrible Horrible No Good Very Bad Day. <laughs> which um, is a shame I did get, because that film... 80 minutes it's it's mm. it's it's even less than a half of the funny people and it's so flipping good it's on disney but, plus now watch it it's better than like a boss miguel arteta's recent film which is 80 minutes and terrible but i am um, i remember being sat front row for reese witherspoon's conference um yeah. and just being like so excited and i i i wouldn't let myself ask her anything or even speak to her because i knew if i did i'd just gush about walk blind and I'd just thank her for it, and I'd like, oh, I'd be in fucking rivers of tears. And then I remember I did the um, Steve Carell press conference mm. on my birthday, and someone nicked the uh, Steve Carell uh, nameplate for me yeah. as a birthday present. Fair enough. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, funny people. I don't think I ever got um, a nameplate in the end. No? No. I think I've still got Steve Carell somewhere. I don't know where shame. it is. You know, I should have got a couple of them. I did have it pinned up for a while. Should have got McAvoy's or Fassbender's when he was the first class one. Oh, I wanted to get uh, Michael Fassbender's glass. I'm sure you drank out of for the um, <laughs> the Steve Jobs uh, thing. And I made, I made there were a bunch of us, and I made us all wait for about three hours outside the uh, press conference room before the press conference began, so that we'd get a front row seat. <laughs> oh man! And I remember I I never really asked questions because I get like so nervous and stuff you should have seen me i did a round table with um uh ricky gervais once and i didn't ask him a single bloody I'm question trans, i trans, transsexuals but like dogs so i'm okay right ah, i identify um, being, being a cunt i didn't uh i didn't ask him one question and i felt like awful about it because obviously there were everyone was giving everyone one chance to ask a question and i didn't jump out or anything but i did i would have asked him um because it was for Derek series two and I, I was my only question I had in my head was I was going to say to him, uh, "Has Steve Carell asked you if he can play the American version yet?" <laughs> um, but no, for uh, for for Michael Fassbender, it was for Steve Jobs, and I couldn't ask a question because I'm too bloody nervous. But if I would have, I would have asked him about uh, his relationship with the three actresses who play his daughter. Was it three actresses? I think it was. Um, and especially the eldest one, because I that was what jumped out on me the first time seeing the film. And then I found out that the the girl who played the eldest daughter is um, Bibi from Kill Bill. And I was like, oh, how fitting! That that was what I um jumped on. Anyway, I remember uh, pissing off uh, Andrew Stanton at a oh, yeah. event once. It was because uh, they were promoting John Carter. Okay. Drunk Otter. Um, where's he from? He's a princess of Mars. <laughs> and I was, you know, I genuinely was like, I love the, fi- I love the film because I did. Yeah. Uh, but do you feel like the violence was a bit too much? Oh. 
because yeah, I, th- I think you know it's, it would be a great PG movie, but it's a PG thirteen, it's a twelve A film. It's too much. I think there's too much violence, too much intensity. It misses because out because it's so much fun, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Quinton. But he was like, you know, back in the old days, we used to have that kind of stuff, and you know, he got quite uh, passive aggressive real quick mm. and on the defense. Like, no, and then uh, Sam Raimi, I pitched up for Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, I, I had the same thing with uh, it being a little bit too intense and scary. All right, and I like Sam. Obviously, 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 but Oz, I think, is a little because it's in three D as well. When you have screaming, flying monkeys in your face, if you're taking a, an eight year old to that, you want yeah. a little bit of darkness, but you don't want genuine like that. Spider Man Two level is fine. Yeah, but he's like, you know, I like horror movies. I like doing that. I think we need to have a bit of tension and terror in these things. No, yeah. no, you made a miserable film. Stop making miserable films. <laughs> Happy, <laughs> funny comedies. <laughs> Two and a half hour dramas about someone who gets cancer. That's what I want. <laughs> anyway, I don't know why I say to Jad. I probably just, you know, reference the fact that um, Undeclared is uh, better than Freaks and Geeks and Jay Barrow Show is God. I would just ask him for the uh, cut footage from all his films. <laughs> I made them longer. <laughs> and he'd say, yeah, you know what you can do? You can buy the Blu-rays, because <laughs> bonus disc two of Funny People is six hours and 38 minutes of content. I can't believe that. But is that there's, there's an hour be... and 38 minutes on the other disc as well, on top of the two hour, 33 Jeez. minute and two hour, 25 minute cuts of this film. <laughs> Bloody hell. Um... No, I remember when they were talking about making, on the Blu-ray, one of the great things is they have this really in-depth thing about the editing of the film. And in particular, right. the way that uh, they use stand-up as musical montage to try and get right. emotion. So, you know, when he's doing the um, You're Gonna Die, George Simmons Goodbye song, and he's oh, going yeah. through the cancer stuff, and you're going like, Jesus, this is fucking depressing. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole, that was part of the key to the whole shift of the film, is to explore what if this film uses stand-up and material and, you know, theatre and performance as music would do as the whole dianetic tonage of the piece it's a really interesting conceptual choice and that first hour and a half flows by because of that yeah it's a shame it's two movies <laughs> it, it's 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 a, it's a two-act film then a two-act film then it's a, a double third act all of a sudden so did they did he start off by thinking i want to do my own version of uh Great Gatsby. Or, I think he wanted or... to explore what it is to be a comedian through the eras of being a comedian when you're starting out, when you, you know, you're dusting off things, and when you yeah. get to that point of the high, because of course he's Adam, one of Adam Sandler's old friends. Hmm. So look at someone like Sandler or maybe Stiller or yeah. even Carey. And, or even when you know, Robin Williams back in the day when he would start oh. to come back. I know, I know, we'll get to that, but you know, yeah. <laughs> he would he would pop in and do things. These people who had these big rises, and suddenly they're everywhere. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, and they kind of go away, but then they come back and try and find that uh, that thrust, that joie de vivre again, and what it is. And that's um, part, I assume that's most of what it is. And then I, then the stuff with Leslie Mann, I guess that's the humanizing element, but. Yeah, I mean, you made me watch the... because it's so it. The first hour and a half is just feels so big and epic in that sense. It explores these worlds we don't see, and then it's back to, hey, Leslie Mann and the, her daughter's yeah. house. Again. <laughs> <laughs> just, he ends up making three films out of that concept. I'm trying to think what was Leslie Mann's job in that film. 
because she she was an actress and then she, she seemed to have quit at some point. She wanted to get back she into wasn't necessarily, it. Necessarily, she... I, I don't know if she was just like a stay at home mother because they yeah, don't seem to have because they don't seem to have help. Yeah, assuming she's just you know that, or maybe she blogs. But if they don't have help, maybe she's on why MySpace. Didn't, um, why didn't uh, Eric Banner ask sooner? Where were the kids when it was them two at the airport? <laughs> Well, uh, because he's going through an emotional thing because he was getting a Robin dog. Yeah. Um, so, MySpace. MySpace, <laughs> yeah. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> James Taylor, man. Um, Got a friend. The, yeah, you made me watch the <laughs> yeah, trailer. How not, how, by the way, how do they not sing You've Got a Friend in MySpace? <laughs> that's just, that's a missed opportunity, James. Yes, um, I made you watch the three and a half minute trailer that promoted the film. The first footage we saw of the film, the first element of story we saw of the film, which they released Universal and Sony. Oh, did they not together. release the teaser for the teaser and then the teaser? And then the... No, no, no. <laughs> they said, hey, look, this here's new film, Funny People, Adam Sandler. There's a poster. And now here's the trailer. Hmm. And do you want to go and buy a ticket to this film that we've shown you the entirety of already? Um, now, uh, yeah, you made me watch the trailer and... Second. I noticed that when they showed the Leslie Mann stuff, mm-hmm. a lot it, it looks like it it takes place over a period of weeks and months, and yes. like he's trying to win her back. The trailer is um, incredibly differently structured. Yeah, but like what happens in one night just is very strangely edited to make it look like it happens much longer. I found that quite intriguing. Um, hold on, I've got. Cool coming through. There we go. Um, I'm inside the house. <laughs> he wants to know what my favourite scary movie is. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't know. Uh, funny people. I just, yeah, it was just one of those films that I, I could have sat with for hours more. Really. Yeah. Um. Because by the end of it, it had set up this whole world, and it was just like nice. It was comfortable. Was it all comfortable though? No, was no, Jason it was fucking all comfortable. Yeah, I, I, I did have my hands up against my face at some points when yeah. they had the fucking ticking time bombs of the two girls. Um, who they know, that. they know <laughs> that George is okay, but uh, hey, Eric Ballard oh, doesn't know yet. That was. Don't uh, worry, they're gonna watch memories. That was painful. Because I knew it was happening, I was and I was just waiting for it. Every time, like Seth Rogen came back into the, <laughs> into the frame, it's like, are the kids with him? And so they're, so close, they're so close to leaving, and the kids just stood right there. I'm like, oh no, he's not oh. sick. <laughs> so what do you feel about memories? What do you feel about this performance of memories? I mean, it's very, it's a very tough performance to do anyway. At the best of times. Yeah, but it's an adult um, song done by a child, isn't it? Hilarious. Oh, check, yeah, it's so funny. I checked my phone during that scene. Oh, fuck. That's, yeah. It's such a shame, because before, before that point, there's this whole thing of, like, oh, you know, romances come back together and they're perfect for each other. And then that little thing of just opening the phone for a two-minute... He can't clip. stop. He's got something better to do. And that's what breaks it. And that's like, oh... He hasn't changed. And you know, he's, before that, she's she's wanting to go back into she's she's making plans. She's like taking the kids out of school, that. looking to move into Los Angeles. That little thing, just open, flipping her phone. See, if it was today, there'd be no flip. No, 
And that's you why know, we need flip phones back, because they're so cool, plus also the Matrix. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I just, I thought it was great. It was... Johnny, are you yes. mad that you watched two and a half hours of funny people? Surprisingly not. When I went into this, going, this is a two and a half hour movie, I was like, oh, Jesus. I completely forgot. It's Judd Apatow. And just as after the first whole set of stand-up sets, I mentioned that we still had a Star Wars left to go. <laughs> yes, there was still a whole, a new hope left. Yep. <laughs> but by the end, you didn't want to leave. Not at all. Are you are you movie mad for funny people? I think I am. Yeah. Yeah. What George Simmons film would you most like to watch, and what would you least like to watch? Um, I think the, I've got the same answer for both. <laughs> right. It's the baby one. You want to do redo? Yeah. I, I mean, think I'd most want to watch that. I, I was, was almost so bored about it this time. I was thinking I could watch that, but then there was the, uh, now we just have to go back to the wizard. And that just put me off. Because I don't that's want them to what, know it's a wizard. I want, them to know, I, want to, I want them to think it's Christopher Walken. But he just happens to have magical powers. Don't call him the wizard. He just happens oh, no, to turn no, into it's, a cat. It's, it's Wizard the Band. Oh. Yeah. Right. I wish it could be Baby because, every yeah, day. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what about yeah, my, think... my best friend is a robot? <laughs> That's a shame we never actually got to see any of that. No, he didn't. But just the idea. Oh, Wilson's a malfunctioning robot with a hand that's falling off, and he's doing the same. You're adding shit to this. No, his hand was falling off. Do you not see? So he's obviously malfunctioning to some degree. Was it falling? I didn't know if it was falling off, or it just didn't have skin on part of it. No, 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 because it's his his arm is over him like it's that's my boy poster. Yeah, but the hand is further down. It's still and it's kind of connected by a couple of wires to show that he's the robot. That's how they show the right robot part. I didn't spot that. I just spotted the robot part, but I thought it was like part of his forearm. Forearmed is for prepared, <laughs> and of course, I... uh, neither of the two lead actors in this have forearm anymore. All right, so is that the one you'd want to watch? Then I feel like yeah, I, I like Owen Wilson doing comedy. I like Owen Wilson wow. when he doesn't get to be the straight man; he gets to be the goofy boy. Because mm. then George Simmons, Adam Sandler, would be really good as a straight man. Like, ah, oh, you can't do this; you're malfunctioning. He doesn't have to play the goofy character; he has to play the irate situation of trying to make everything normal when everything's going wrong, and that's fun. And what the worst one for you would be the baby one? No, no, no. I feel like I feel like the Elizabeth Banks uh, mistake one, not the merman one, but the other one she's in with him, when it's him on the bench pretending to shoot himself in the head when she's on the ground holding his thing. Because that just seems uh-huh, like right. a bad rom com. It's like it's, it feels like the wrong Missy. Yeah. It's like yeah. oh no, she's indebted to him. She wants to be with him, and he just can't deal with that. And he doesn't want to do that. It's like, oh, but they get together <laughs> in the end. The merman scene was quite intriguing. <laughs> it it feels a little bit like um, Leap Day for Williams, though. <laughs> Which is uh, one of Jim Carrey's finest performances. Have you seen Leap Day for Williams? No. 30 Rock. Right. Oh, God. Yeah. I should really revisit that, because I right. don't really well, remember too much. We'll go, we'll go on YouTube, watch Leap Day for Williams clips. I watched it for uh, Leap Day this year, obviously. <laughs> watching either film's Leap Day with Amy Adams or Leap Day, the film in which people piss on each other. I was invited to a press screening of that one. Yeah. Yeah, I know, it didn't go. didn't go. Have my own Leap Day to attend. <laughs> what was your first press screening? My first press screening was a film called Undertow. It was a foreign film 
about uh, two guys who fall in love and one of them dies, but they can't say they were in love because it's against their culture or something. It was not very good. Very mine, boring, that. mine was uh, Evil Dead. All right, go big or go home. Yeah. Were you um, there covering it for someone or you just went? Yeah, I was covering it for um, Red Carpet News. So it's the first time, like, um, you know, he'd mentioned, I think he'd, he'd spoken to my sister a couple of times, going, oh, what's your brother up to? Is he still living in Newton? Would he be up for, like, writing reviews yeah. and stuff? For me, because he's doing it for his blog. So then I got invited up to London, and I remember he had uh, press screenings for Evil Dead and uh, some, like, family movie about a, um, about a, uh, a talent show and it had star in the name. I can't remember what it's called. All stars, something like that. Yeah, I saw that um, one as well. That's meant to be was, uh, Street Dance Junior. It was a choice of um, those two, and yeah. Charlotte had to go to one. My sister or and I had to go to the other. I saw so both. I, I went to both of those press screenings, but different oh, times. So All Star had a multimedia on a weekend, and Evil Dead had one in the evening. Oh, I might have been in the um, Evil Dead one with you. Then. And Evil Dead, you know, was an evening one where you had to had your phone in. Ah. Uh, I hate those ones because you take ages to get back. So we missed the end where apparently you hear the word groovy or something. Oh, like yeah. Campbell. We didn't yeah. know because we always get our bloody phones. I and also the credits, the credits were just like this <laughs> noise. So you don't want to sit in the cinema for that shit. But yeah, I, I remember that was my first one. And I um, and then afterwards I went out for like, uh, not coffee, but like we went to a pret and, and discussed business. It was, I felt very grown up. I was like, what, probably 18, 19 at the time. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Andrew, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ethan Runt. I'm sitting around doing nothing because we've got nothing else to do. But we've got the King of Staten Island coming up. So it's Appertow Town, Appertow Town. Indeed. Things that it's an exciting time. So I'm 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 liking terrifying. finding more Aptal stuff. I, I don't don't like the time I'm gonna um like have no more to find, which I think is coming coming up. Well, you're gonna have no more, no more. to find. <laughs> Jesus, what Aptal? You can follow her on Twitter. Yeah, and Instagram. I assume kids don't do that. Do you know who else you can follow on Twitter and Instagram? Is it you? Me. Movie oh, underscore mad. Movie underscore mad still. Yes. That's yeah. a shame. All right, stop bombing it in. No, I'm just, I'm just making sure so the audience can know as well. It's important. Yeah. Um, are you movie are underscore you... mad? That's on Twitter. Yeah. Um, are you movie mad? Still on Facebook. Try uh, as they plus. might to destroy us. <laughs> that was we had weird. A, we had a rough, weird weekend a couple of weekends ago. Yeah. Not the so point. If you reported us, you're a cunt. Yeah, you are a bit. <laughs> If you didn't report us, we love you. If you did, you're a cunt. Simple. <laughs> I move mad at hotmail.com. Yep. Don't stop spamming us. On. Stop spamming us. Stop spamming us, Jed Apatow. We're watching your films, okay? <laughs> I don't know how he got our email. Oh, because we give it away every week. That's probably how. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and Podnose is a thing that exists. Yes, it is a thing that exists. You yep. can listen to great podcasts, and then you can also listen to so-so podcasts like you're doing currently. There's a two oh. options. I don't know if they're a bad podcast. I don't want to say. I don't know. So I don't want to say. But I also don't know. These are two coerced things I'm just mentioning right now. I'm crazy, man. <laughs> um, what's next week's film? Hey, we didn't mention Robin Williams, who gets a shout-out in this film, but we're going to mention oh. him next week a lot. And that'll be fun. 
That'd be fun. Remember when they made a joke about where Rob Williams would come up and slit his wrists on stage? <laughs> the world is just a vampire. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I'm, trying, I'm just looking up what next week's film is now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh, the week after is quite interesting. The week after that. And then the week after that. The week after that. Not the week after that, but not the week after that, but not the week after that. But then the week after that. Oh, my God. The week after that is very good. Uh, We've got uh, stuff coming up and stuff that's not coming up. So we've got the two. Yes. (laughs) Both options. Yes. It's it's like we've got Ted Leo and Amy Mann. We've got the both. (laughs) (laughs) That's a reference just for me. I'm fine. Oh, I can't wait to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. I know. <laughs> it's going to be an hour and 20 minutes, and most of it's just going to be credits. See, if it is coming to HBO Max, what do you think is going to... Like, it's like with the Friends Reunion thing. Where are we going to watch that? I, I imagine Friends Reunion... Over I assume they will both be both projected on the moon simultaneously. And we're <laughs> wondering, like, hold a second, is Matthew Perry fighting Sledgehammer? Or is this the point in which Schadenfreude is taking Joey Tribbiani down? I can't work out what's which. Who's Kieran Hines playing that film? Steppenwolf. Oh. <laughs> I saw a tweet saying, we won the war. Alright, and that's Justice League tonight. Go on. Um, I saw a tweet that said, we won the war, fans won. Hashtag Zack Snyder Justice League. Thanks to everyone who contributed to make this happen. Hashtag release a Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I, I don't, don't like what this is one because they've yeah. been so horrible, so unbelievably horrible about things. They yeah, I don't. I don't like what this is going to do yelling. to their egos. We got Sonic, but I yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <sighs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued to watch it. Well, I'm not, because I've seen the two-hour cut and it was slow and tedious already. Imagine if it had no humour. But the way that people are talking about the Snyder Cut makes it sound like it is a complete and utterly different film. But so it's I'm not. Really, yeah, have you seen morbidly what the original version is? It's a bunch of people get together and fight an evil CGI thing. Yeah, that's like I can't. You just see... have to hope that the hour and a half they're missing or whatever it's going to be is just J.K. Simmons yelling and throwing chairs at Miles Teller, and you're thinking, "Wait, what? What film am I watching? I'm watching Whiplash. This is great. I don't know why this isn't a cut with Justice League, which is awful." So it only gets two and a half stars. Do you think um, they're going to have the black Batman, uh, the black uh, Superman suit? No, but wasn't that a thing? I think they're going to have a black Superman. Oh, interesting. Bye. Kevin Hart. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network, produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com.